I'm your host, Autumn A. Champong. On this podcast, I will share stories from my life and conversations with friends about living on mission in the in-between spaces of life. We all know that in seasons of joy and sorrow, excitement and fear, worry and peace, the both and, God can use and grow us in some pretty beautiful ways. I hope you will join in listening as we go on a journey through the in-between together. episode, we will be chatting with my friend, Benita Hopkins. Benita has a wide range of gifts, talents, and life experiences. She is a beautifully gifted musician, spending many years participating in symphonies and teaching in and out of the school system. In more recent years, she has had the opportunity to serve in a number of ministries and nonprofits. She is packed full of wisdom, grace, and giftings, and I can't wait to share with you a little bit of her story. A note for the audio. This podcast is recorded in my home at the City of Refuge Ministries Children's Village campus, and with that comes the challenge of sometimes wavering internet connection and the background noises of chickens and children. Enjoy! Welcome, Benita, to the Storied In Between podcast. Yay! I'm so excited to be here today. I'm so happy to have you here. So we are in a series on missional living, which means just living out the mission of Jesus in our day-to-day life. So I would love for you to tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Well... (laughs) That's a loaded question. <laughs> it's a loaded question, man. <laughs> I don't start small. <laughs> well, I am Benita Dean Hopkins, and I reside here in the San Francisco Bay Area of California. And I am a teacher by profession. Mm-hmm. I am at, actually, I think, Autumn, your old stomping grounds Ooh, at Ravenswood Middle School. Okay, yep, Ravenswood yeah. Uh-huh. In East Palo Alto, California. Okay. And I um, I'm there by way of a nonprofit mm-hmm. foundation called Music in the Schools Foundation, That's and awesome. I I assist the music teacher there at um, Ravenswood Middle. So I have a string class where I teach string orchestra. I am the co-choral director and. Uh, Co mariachi. We're starting mariachi this year. That's fun. <laughs> um, that's so cool. That's that. I also am the liaison and coach for the DeVos Urban Leadership Initiative. Um, Very cool. I, my region is Northern California to the central. Okay. Central you, got a big, you got a big group yeah. there. Yeah. Yes. From San Francisco to Fresno, where I um, coach urban youth pastors okay. on uh, and providing them resources and training materials to hang in there for the long haul because they need to have that fortification and encouragement yeah. to stay in there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I still um, co-chair the San Francisco Collaborative Against Human Trafficking. Okay. So full plate there with all my, full, my students. Full so plate. Yeah. 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 And are you still um, 
in the symphony? Are you still doing that? Still in the symphony, but COVID has kind of shut about, things down a bit. It shut it down. We we had back in uh, the oh, the spring. We had okay. our very concert in two years, but now wow. we've been shut down again until oh. the new year. So it was okay. really bittersweet, but great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think we That's all cool. cried. We played the first note and we all cried. Yeah, I'm sure. You're like, finally. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, COVID has just done so much to divide and separate. (laughs) It's been really tough for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. So you have spent a lot of your years living missionally, whether that's teaching in schools or working Mm -hmm. for a nonprofit or, I mean, any number of your life experiences. So tell me what you what it means to you to live a missional life. Wow. Complete trust in Jesus, that's for sure. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I remember um, I was approaching a certain age <laughs> a few years ago. <laughs> I could feel something within, right? Mm, mm-hmm. That was changing in my life. And yeah. I mentioned it to my pastor. Mm-hmm. And he said, oh, don't worry. You know, mm-hmm. God has a way of doing that. And you mm-hmm. will know what mm-hmm. the next step is. At that time, mm-hmm. I was a full-time teacher mm-hmm. in school. and But I was doing the anti-trafficking work, um, volunteering on the side. Mm-hmm. And probably just as much um, volunteering doing that mm-hmm. as I was full-time teaching. And right. my heart was torn. Yeah. And he said, you know, just trust God. He will, mm-hmm. he will show you. And I knew something was, was different. I mm-hmm. was going on mission trips and coming back even more torn. Mm-hmm. And um, I realized that my passion, mm-hmm. you know, why not do the work? I love teaching. Don't get me, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong. Why not do the work that brings you the most passion and right. bring the life out of one so mm-hmm. uh, eventually I retired from full-time teaching mm-hmm. and to pursue where God was leading. Mm-hmm. And at that time, I um, continued to work with that particular nonprofit. To, I was going into the schools teaching about trafficking prevention. That's awesome. And um, yeah. And, you know, eventually that became law here in California, part of mm-hmm. which I wrote. And that's amazing. So it's, you know, it's interesting to see how God does lead. Yeah. If you, yeah. If you're listening, you know, if you trust him and mm-hmm. not saying it's easy, but yep. Yep. we'll direct, you, direct your yeah. steps. That's exactly it. You know, living missionally is not always easy, but it mm-hmm. also has, you know, moments of joy and very yes. fulfilling. So tell me about some of your like both and experiences the hard mm. parts and the the good parts and how we kind of hold that tension with both. Right, right. Yes. Well, I know for me, I'm I'm not a goodbye person. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, you know, when I when I go abroad outside mm-hmm. of my my region here, mm-hmm. my general area, when I go abroad and have to say those goodbyes because I. I latch on quickly to those I'm there with, and those are hard times, you mm. know, 
to yeah. to know that I have to leave them to come back, you know, to mm-hmm. do what I do here. But mm-hmm. um, the trusting that my job is only to plant the seed, mm-hmm. the penny, and most times they are blessing me mm-hmm. more so than I may ever be blessing them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I have... I've just longed for, for those times, for instance, mm-hmm. you know, my girls there and, and just getting to know them and, mm-hmm. and teach them music and mm-hmm. things like that. I know that they grow up, you know, and yeah. they yeah. be there when I come back mm-hmm. or someone who, who uh, may need a special something, you know, mm-hmm. whether it's healing or, or prayer or whatever, it's my job. Yes. To pray. But mm-hmm. I can't make it happen, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. That's that Jesus thing. I have to trust that I've done my part. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, that's good. That's good. So um, I've been talking with some of some of the other people that I've been interviewing about like a lot of people think living missionally means like being somebody like me who's overseas living as a missionary or being like a pastor, like the role of a pastor in a church. Um, right. And they don't quite understand, like, that's the call of every believer of Christ to, to live missionally. Um, so what what are your thoughts about that? And how and how do you choose to live differently? What are the ways that you yeah choose that in your day to day life? I agree with you wholeheartedly. That is our job as believers, right? Mm-hmm. To be Christ followers, no matter where we are. We don't yeah. have to go, you know, across the world mm-hmm. to be a missionary. Mm-hmm. You know, we all live somewhere or work mm-hmm. somewhere mm-hmm. and we can be his light right where we are. Exactly. Um, I have learned that. Many, that's why I love being in schools. Um, yes, my yes. students, <laughs> my students are my church. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not proselytizing, but mm-hmm. they're seeing the light and mm-hmm. they're getting the word. You know, yeah, because I can still share those principles with them and mm-hmm. what it is that they're doing. And yeah. you know, some of them, those, those who are church goers, mm-hmm. um, sometimes they they're like. I heard that at church one time, yeah. you know, and it's, I, haven't I haven't mentioned God. I haven't mentioned Jesus exactly. or church, mm-hmm. but they get mm-hmm. it. Right. Know, but right where we are, you know, mm-hmm. um, the scripture that says in Samaria and, you know, in all the regions, right? Yeah. In all parts of the world. Yeah. All the parts of the world. And so it doesn't, we don't have to go mm-hmm. outside of where we are if mm-hmm. we are being, and as a matter of fact, we probably should be that missionary <laughs> right where we are before mm-hmm. we attempt. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. good. Um, all right. So my podcast is trying to tackle some of like the in-between spaces that we all live mm-hmm. in. Um, mm-hmm. And I know that you have kind of been in I don't know, in the past few years, kind of a season of transition you. with your work life, with your personal life, like with all the all the life. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> tell us more about what what some of those transitions look like that some of that in between for you. 
Wow. Well, um, first, I never thought I would be on this journey alone. Mm. You know, it. I, you know, when I married, I was in married in ministry, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, we did that for a long time, mm-hmm. for many, many, many years, for decades mm-hmm. actually. Yeah. And so I never would have thought that um, now, as a single person, mm-hmm. would um, be still not be still doing that, but be doing it alone. Yeah. Um, yeah. So most recently, my mom, uh, last summer, a year ago, her health began to decline mm. very quickly or just out of the blue. And um, I'm here across the country going back and forth, checking on her. Uh, three years prior to that, my only sibling passed away also mm. also in um, a short period of time, and it was just the two of us. Mm. He was the one there with her, mm. and I was here. So that left me to do mm. the taking care of her. So right. we eventually, um, she decided to come here for vacation mm. uh, for a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. and she's been here ever since. <laughs> and, and she never <laughs> left. <laughs> which... Um, she would have liked to have left, but it was mm. no way that mm. um, she would go back because they said she could no longer live alone. And she was mm. in a senior community. They are beautiful, um, new senior community that mm-hmm. she loved. But it was so much easier for me to bring her here to California. And um, yeah. actually, my children were the ones who had the the intervention. Mm. And, you know, then Nana, you know, you can't keep love- going back and forth. <laughs> oh, right. We would love to help and we would love you to be here close with us. Mm-hmm. We had the opportunity to say no, but she said yes. And mm-hmm. so she mm-hmm. is. So now we have moved together into a senior community, a brand new senior community that mm-hmm. we love. At least I love it. She's still adjusting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, woohoo, this is fun. <laughs> She's like, no, man. <laughs> you know, three meals a day, you know, housekeeping. <laughs> yeah, seriously. So um, those are just some, some things. But at the same time, I still have the work that I do that I love mm-hmm. very much. And I'm passionate about. And so now I have to. To kind of juggle it a little bit, balance it mm-hmm. more, mm-hmm. To, you know, for her, even though she's doing a lot better now. Once she mm-hmm. came here, though, she had three hospital stays that mm-hmm. came out of the blue, but they, we feel that everything is regulated now. And it's okay. been a year, it's been exactly that's a good. year that she yeah. has not had a hospital stay. That's, and, that's a really big praise. Yeah. Yes. Because I travel a lot with, with my various um jobs mm-hmm. and so being here helps with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So with all of that transition, <laughs> how do you uh you know what how do you see God move in in transition in your life? Well I try my best to stay grounded, you know, mm-hmm. in the word and um one of my life verses, probably my main life verses, Isaiah one seventeen, mm. and um, I'm going to read it because I love the the new uh, New Living version. Mm. Me too. I love New Living. Yeah. 
If only I could bring it up here. But anyway, <laughs> it's learn to do good, mm-hmm. justice, mm-hmm. help the oppressed, mm-hmm. defend the cause of orphans, mm-hmm. and fight for the widows. Mm-hmm. And I feel mm-hmm. like, wow, I, I'm really living all those out these days, yeah. you know, yeah. Long, yeah. Before, long before that was happening. You know, those things were happening. I love that scripture and I right. it, it resonated with me, particularly mm-hmm. in my anti-trafficking work. That was when mm-hmm. really took hold of that scripture. But thinking about it now, wow, you know, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. can see that that is my life path. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. During 2020 at my church, um, you know, I'm sure you know here mm-hmm. in the U.S., had a lot of uh, racial uprising oh. and, you know, just rearing the, the, their angry heads, right? Yes. And, yeah. And, but more openly. And it mm-hmm. was very, very, very heartening and hard. It was yeah. really, really hard. Yeah. And I went to my girl staff who, mm-hmm. they do not look like me, but mm-hmm. I had to be honest with them that mm-hmm. I was really happy hard time mm-hmm. and they were so appreciative because they said you know we are having a hard time too mm. and as a result um they after a few days few weeks passed they were like what do you want to do and i didn't have any no anything mm-hmm. but i started a jesus and justice collective at my that's church. cool that's really we, cool we began to have conversations you know mm-hmm. and i think that some of the living in the in-between because mm-hmm, people, mm-hmm. people were hurting, didn't know how to show it, didn't know how to talk mm-hmm. about it, didn't want to mm-hmm. talk about it, you know, mm-hmm. all those things. And um, as a result, you know, some of our takeaways after three months, we did a three-month series. Um, mm-hmm. We are now, we had no idea that other churches were doing the same thing because we were in mm-hmm. the middle of COVID too. Right, no right. Nobody's meeting. connecting. Yeah. Right. So now we have seven to 10 other churches. Wow. Are, um, we've come together and we wow. do by, by monthly events together. That's and really cool. We just had one this past, this past Sunday. Mm. And so really some good things are coming out of it, but yeah, you know, yeah. that's in between too. had no way of knowing, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. knew mm-hmm. I needed to share with my pastors that I just want you to know, I know I'm a leader here. In mm-hmm. our church, you know, like mm-hmm. I serve in the worship, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. But I'm hurting and mm-hmm. I'm, I have a problem right now. I love that. Like, yeah. You know, and they appreciated it because they didn't know what to do either. Yeah. And we are yeah. a missional church. Yeah, we are a missional yeah. church mm-hmm. with um, lots of different people groups. Mm-hmm. And so it was a good thing. It was a good thing. It's just funny how God, God moves in, yeah, in between in between places, like thinking of when you were like, just not quite satisfied with your job before, like as a teacher, like I want to be mm-hmm. where my passion lies and it moves you into this season of uh, moving towards justice. Like right. Right. how can, how can I help those who have been trafficked in this area? And, right. and then, and then that kind of, turns you know like i went back to the when i went back to the states in um this last year 
Um, it was so interesting because it seemed like when I left, I mean, when I left was 12 years ago, but right. that issue was at the forefront right. of social right. the social justice movement. Right. And I think enough light was shed and enough work was done that now there's another issue that needs to take take its place. And I think, you know, seeing the racial injustice that was happening, is happening, is continuing to happen, but mm-hmm. seeing opportunities for healing is right. what, I mean, what the church needs, <laughs> honestly. It's what what the world needs. We need to look for those opportunities of healing. Um, mm-hmm. And it comes out of places of vulnerability. Like, right. I love that you were, you were like, I need to be vulnerable enough to, to see change and then mm. look at look at what's been created out of it. That's so awesome. Right. But it really comes out of vulnerability and being willing to speak up in your in-between seasons. And I think in churches, <coughs> we don't do it enough. Yeah, and, we don't. You know, and I think in this particular case, I don't think um, this can take the place of the trafficking movement, right? Right. Because it's still a problem. It's just mm-hmm. changed a lot. Yeah. You know, and COVID did not help. Nope. Um, it's gotten worse. But mm-hmm. um, the I think if we find a way, if this is it, you know, the, mm-hmm. the racial injustice or whatever, mm-hmm. if this is the ticket that gets mm-hmm. us to talk more, it would help solve a That's lot it. of other other. Problems. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think we just need to find a way to talk, <laughs> to come to the table and be willing to listen. I think that that's right. a huge thing. Um, well, I don't know, social media does so much damage with like, you've just got to yeah. get your voice heard. But really, what needs to happen is you need to have your ears open. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You know, interestingly, this week, we just started a small group a Jesus and justice small group. Mm. So we only, we only meet monthly. Mm-hmm. Um, but for that purpose to listen. Yep. And develop relationships. And mm-hmm. that, and we want to give out, you know, to the community. We do do outreaches with mm. people who are already doing things. Mm-hmm. Out, like mm-hmm. work with generations United and help. Yeah. Lead some of the families there in Redwood city and mm-hmm. done some other, other things of love never fails. So, um, yes. That's really cool. I love that. So just thinking about maybe there's other people that are listening that are in similar situations as you, they're like in a transition, maybe it could be with, I don't know, a family member that they're having mm-hmm. to care for, or it could be a work transition or it could be a life transition of any kind, really. What mm-hmm. what is your advice? How do people how do people live into those transitions, um, mm. and allow God yeah allow God to move when sometimes it feels so overwhelming and so unknown? For sure, and I think one of those things is what you were just speaking of about the listening, but listening to Father mm. God, right? Yeah, and yeah. Um, trusting that what you're hearing is what he's saying, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. um, he's there with us. So as mm-hmm. we take the first step, mm-hmm. he will be there. You know, what does the word say? Um, his word is a lamp unto our feet and a light yeah. unto our path. 
And so if we, mm-hmm. if we trust that we're walking on that path, mm-hmm. he's going to leave. And I'll give yeah. an example. Um, mm-hmm. Every time I have had job changes, mm-hmm. like the next day I get a job offer <laughs> or something that I want to do. It, I, yeah. It's just been amazing. I mean, mm-hmm. it's been years since I've had to look, look for, a for a job. Um, when I left uh, school, teaching full time, mm-hmm. Love Never Fails was there. Mm-hmm. When I left Love Never Fails, it was a Thursday. On Monday, I was offered to come work with Generation Unite. Oh my goodness! Generation Unite called me to the board, mm-hmm. and um. You know, during the in, during the midst of COVID, the next week, the offer came from uh, Davuli. You know, DeVos Urban Leadership Initiative. <laughs> you know, it's just been amazing. But yeah. I attribute it to God. You know, it's of it's course, not happening yeah. or anything like that. It's yep. just you know trying to to walk and listen mm-hmm. and trust that mm-hmm. that will happen here in mm-hmm. the situation. Um, has not been easy yep. from the standpoint of, you know, I am older mm-hmm. <laughs> by a mm-hmm. lot. Mm-hmm. The decade since I've left mm-hmm. home. Yep. But now you're back her, with mom again. <laughs> right. And to her, <laughs> you forgot those decades. Right. You know, <laughs> she wants to dictate, you know, what I do, where I go, yada, yeah. yada. And it's, <laughs> Um, um, let's rewind goodness. and try this again. <laughs> so the patience that, mm. you know, I'll just be transparent. It, I have failed a lot, mm-hmm. and but I've learned that I have my own room that has a door. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I can just go to my room. Door. I can just you know, close my door. <laughs> yes. Setting the boundaries, you know, mm-hmm. are important. Mm-hmm. I'm doing it all mm-hmm. in love. And remembering, yeah. it's a reminder to me that, yes, I serve people of the world. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Right, right now, my time of serving is here with her. Mm-hmm. And so um, the, the determination, the, the tolerance, mm-hmm. the patience, and mm-hmm. all of that. Mm-hmm. Know, where is my light? How is my light shining? Yes. You know, that type of thing. I'm the only person in the whole place that goes to work every day. Um, <laughs> so they don't believe that I'm old enough to live here, but I am old enough to live here. <laughs> I'm like, well, why do you work? Well, that's a good story. But, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, those in-between places, um, mm-hmm. you can find joy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If if you rest in the right arms, mm, I like that. Things, you know, yeah, yeah, I like that. So, how do you? This isn't a question I had pitched to you, but how do you hear the voice of God? Because I feel like um, each person kind of hears Him a little bit differently, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I think that it's so valuable to kind of learn. Um, I don't know what mm-hmm. that voice sounds like. I've been mm-hmm. trying to teach my boys. Um, to practice listening to the voice of God. Mm-hmm. And it's hard mm-hmm. to kind of tell them what that feels like and how he sounds. Mm-hmm. 
because you mm-hmm. really have to practice hearing his voice. So what 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 do you do to listen to the to the voice of God and how does yeah, how do you hear him? Well, recently, like in the last six, maybe six or seven years, mm-hmm. I read a really good book by um Peter Scarzero about the daily mm. daily I forgot the name of it. But basically is having pauses <laughs> in my day where, mm. you know, I, I have my devotional every day and, and spend time, you know, um, studying the word and mm-hmm. praying. But mm-hmm. throughout the day, I can mm-hmm. do the same thing. You know, I can mm-hmm. still pray. I find myself I'll pray for whatever during the day, but do I ever just stop and pause mm-hmm. and listen? Mm, that's you know? good. That's good. So um, I try to do that. And what I'm finding here recently, mm. that sometimes I I hear a voice, mm. you know, and I'm like, you know, I, I <laughs> what stop. Is that? And, yeah. What is that? What did, what did you say? Type mm-hmm. thing. And um, mm-hmm. I, it doesn't happen often at all, mm-hmm. but I, I think in the silence, in the listening moments, like we've been talking about, mm. the listening, the stopping, the pause, and mm-hmm. in the silence, mm-hmm. you hear and you get those promptings to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's such a big part of it because I think in today's culture, finding moments of silence and stopping are two things mm-hmm. that are so countercultural. <laughs> yeah. We are so filled up with like constantly looking at our phones, like filling ourselves up, filling ourselves up, filling ourselves up. We don't slow down. Um, how has caring for your mom challenged you to live missionally? Wow. Being that light of, mm. of Jesus with her mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. as I am in my everyday life. Right. Mm hmm. Because what I have found, <laughs> mm-hmm. and just speaking from experience, that it's harder yeah. at home yeah. to have the patience, yep. to, have, um, to let your, that light shine, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm challenged. I, I get challenged often, mm. but I have to remind myself, you know, this is ministry as well. Yeah. And yeah. it, you know, it may not be how it, I have planned it or designed mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. but it's here and I have to, you know, deal with it and mm-hmm. be appreciative that I have had this opportunity. You know, mm-hmm. she just turned two this past Sunday. And oh my goodness. That's amazing. Yeah, and so many, you know, don't have that opportunity. So mm-hmm. I look at it that yeah. that that's part of my mission field. So to mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right here in my own home. That's right. I know. Yeah. I um, I was working on uh, my newsletter that I'm planning on sending out, and mm-hmm. um, that was one of the things that I was talking about, like. I feel like living missionally is probably the most challenging with my own family. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's probably where I grow the most too. And because they see all of my 
places that aren't pretty. <laughs> I can look pretty to a lot of other people, but they see the stuff that's underneath. And, right. and that's, that's where I have the opportunity to right. apologize right. and grow and <laughs> learn humility and walk in grace. And and, live it out. Yeah. Live out yeah. what? Live it know. out. Yeah. 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 That's exactly it. So you also have three grown children who are fully on their own and love in life. How, yeah. what is it like to live missionally with adult children? It's the fun time of mm. life. I think. Um, they all have the, the, the mission part as well. Mm-hmm. Um, two of the three have uh, served as mission missionaries. Mm. Um, my son once in Mexico, my oldest son, but my daughter, who is the oldest, um, oh my goodness, she got the bug really hard. <laughs> um, has traveled the world on, on missions and actually moved with, mm-hmm. uh, moved to Rome for a while. Yeah. You know, prior to COVID, thankfully she was here when COVID hit. And so she's still here now, but mm. um she and my oldest son go to the same church and their church has uh, church plants in Europe mm. And, mm. and all around, all across the U S mm. um, but they have that, those mission hearts, all three of them. They mm. love doing for people yeah. and, and helping and lending a hand serving because mm-hmm. they've seen it modeled, you know, from their parents their whole lives. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they it's quite natural for them and in their price walk. That's yeah. really cool. That's really cool. I love that. Um, so over the years you have, um, you know, done so many really cool things for Jesus and spent your energy time and giftings all over the world. Um, you know, with your, work with the anti-trafficking movement and then Generations United. I mean, all of the different things. It's been amazing to see how you have served the underserved um, all these years. Do you have, um, uh, can you tell me why you felt called to work in this kind of, yeah, arena? You know, for a long time, I couldn't. You know, I just knew my my heart just panted for the mm-hmm. least of these, you know, mm-hmm. and those most vulnerable, particularly mm-hmm. to trafficking. I think, yeah, um, my first trip to India and what I saw and what I learned while there kind of fixed it for me to, mm-hmm. to do the research to find out mm-hmm. to find out things, and that grew the passion. But mm-hmm. recently, I realized that um, a deep-rooted, you know, lack mm-hmm. in my life that mm-hmm. I think now has been the the impetus of why that I never knew before until now. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, you find out sometimes you find those things out later in life, yeah, and like you did, and those so it th- there is a link there mm-hmm. and vulnerability that mm-hmm. you know because i always wondered you know I, i'm not a traffic person mm-hmm. you know at 
one time I didn't know anybody mm-hmm. that was, you know, why am I and, so passionate about this? <laughs> why am I so passionate about this? But then when I realized, you know, behaviors and things of that nature mm-hmm. and how um, those some deep seated things, you know, I found out things about my, you know, family roots and things like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Now I get it. You know, yeah. I, I get why the passion mm. has been so hard. Mm-hmm. So I never mm-hmm. knew it with head knowledge. But right. My spirit knew it. Your spirit knew yeah. it. Yeah. Now, and now you've been able to figure that out. Right. Yeah. Right. So I think um, for a lot of people who maybe, maybe they might not ever get the chance to come overseas, come to Ghana, go to mm-hmm. India, um, go to Mexico mm-hmm. to see mm-hmm. what life looks like globally. Um, mm-hmm. But they can serve locally. Um, yes. Why Why do you think that that is of value to people? Because I think most of your work lately has been nonprofits and mm-hmm. working working in this arena. Why, why is this needed and why is it of value? People are a resource and it is definitely needed to, <laughs> like you were saying, those in-between spaces mm-hmm. to be missional, right? Mm-hmm. None of it happens without people and people yeah. realizing that they are value of value mm-hmm. and can mm-hmm. be value to other mm-hmm. nonprofit, to their own family, like we've been speaking about. Mm-hmm. Um, but getting started right where one is, mm-hmm. is a great start. Mm-hmm. You never know where it may lead to, you know, yeah. everybody's story is different. You know, yeah. everybody's story may not be like mine, you know, where mm-hmm. they would, like you said, you know, get to go to the end of the world, whatever, mm-hmm. to serve. But right where we are, everybody mm-hmm. has a part to play. I mm-hmm. love, I always use my symphony example. Mm. Um, there are various instruments in the symphony, some big, some small, yep. some important, some less important, but mm-hmm. they're all vital and have right. value. Right. And um, I'll never forget, I forget what symphony we were playing, and it called for a triangle, Autumn. <laughs> a triangle. <laughs> and the poor guy playing the triangle had to it's like, like, oh man. 5,000 different measures to play the triangle <laughs> at the right time at the end oh, and in goodness. rehearsal he kept messing up oh no and the conductor would make us go all the way back to the beginning <laughs> so this guy for this one triangle yeah two things of the triangle and i'm like yeah. wow and so our eyes were on him like dude if you don't get this right <laughs> but it I love that example because it yeah. shows that how no matter how small we think mm-hmm. the part we have to play is, mm-hmm. it is very important it to be the at the right yeah. time, be <laughs> at the right time and mm-hmm. the right place. But mm-hmm. it is it does have value. We all have mm-hmm. value, and we all have a part to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The hands and feet, right? That's of right. Jesus. Yep, yeah. that's it. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. So, um, I, uh, we got to see you, Richard and I got to see you when we made our trip back to the States. And, you know, it was interesting because we did, he joined me. It was his first trip back 
first trip to the States, but he joined me on kind of my church tour. Um, the people that, um, you know, support us. And it was really interesting. And I know that we were coming out of COVID, like just barely nosing out of COVID, but it was really interesting because what we noticed was that there was like this, um, drop in, uh, in, a focus on missions, like just mm-hmm. there was less mm-hmm. interest among the young people. There was less drive to make it a, a part of um, the conversation that's happening within the church. Um, mm. Yeah, just wondering, like, what have you seen as far as like either local or global missions? What have you mm-hmm. seen within? Is it a trend? Is is supporting and being a part of missions like a trend? Something you that's popular for just a bit. <laughs> no, I don't think that it's a trend, so to speak. But I do think that church has changed since COVID, mm-hmm. at least here in the U.S., right? Because mm-hmm. I haven't been out of the country yet since. But um, churches are, are, it's been hard, you know, mm-hmm. to try to find mm-hmm. a footing, you know, mm-hmm. in this new, new season. And, yeah. um people, you know, trying to get people to come back to church because yeah. they are offering, you know, the, um, offering it both ways. You yep. can stay home and watch. Online experience. Or yep. <laughs> so, um, the hybrid, the hybrid way. So many mm-hmm. of the, the people who, who used to be there are staying mm-hmm. home and the people who are coming are new. They are, yeah. is what we're finding. Many of them are new. So churches are trying to find find the footing and get mm-hmm. it right. Mm-hmm. I, I believed, and this is just my opinion, that our mm-hmm. experience as a church universal with mm-hmm. the COVID thing, first of all, it reached the whole world. It wasn't yeah. just country, you know, yep. whatever. The whole yep. world yep. had to stop and yep. take notice, first yep. of all. Mm-hmm. Personally, I felt that was the church's stage to mm. step up to the plate and bring revival. Right. Mm. Mm. And I think we are still kind of struggling with that too yeah. as well. Um, we have, where is the division in the church mm-hmm. now? There's yep. such unity over things that are not really that important. Right. You know? You know, we everything's a reason for for division. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And it's it's so sad to see that. So back to your original question. I think that missions is not a trend. Mm. I think um and it can't be a trend, right? Yeah. It has to be a staple because it's Mm -hmm. our duty to take care of those the least, right? But Mm -hmm. um what was I going to say? The um, like for instance, our church right now we are like I told you before we are a missional church, and mm-hmm. we have a whole new mission field now that we're mm-hmm. serving Afghani who are coming into our yeah. city, yeah, yeah. And um, so now we are supporting these people who are coming um with mm-hmm. housing and getting their children mm-hmm. in school and things like that. So mm-hmm. I think it looks different and it's going to be different. And I think 
we as the church need to find where we now, what we need to change and where we are now with it. But if anything is a trend, that's the trend, trying to figure out the the way, the how-tos. But right. I think missions as a um as a as a part of giving and doing serving is mm-hmm, still the same mm-hmm. does that make sense yeah yeah and that's i mean it's so good to hear that perspective because you know you just get this like little bird's eye view coming in and just stopping right. through um right. and so just to hear yeah that it's still there it's alive and well but it's it might look different than it has in the past. Yes. And I think it's that's, I think that's really, yeah, I think that's really the key. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm wondering too, just thinking about <clears throat> um, the issue of like human trafficking it was interesting mm-hmm. because one of my stops that I made was at my old university and I mm-hmm. talked about city of refuge and I talked about mm-hmm. what human trafficking was. And mm-hmm. I remember being in school there now, you know, that was a while ago. <laughs> it was over 20 years ago. It was a long time ago. It was a different time in the world. But um, right. Yeah. But um, it was interesting because I had two students in the whole school who came to talk to me. Nobody mm. was interested in social justice, anything. It was really just really? an interesting Yeah. Wow. And for me, I remember just like that was where I got my passion because uh, you know, we were having social justice people come in all the time mm-hmm. talking about different mm-hmm. things. And I was like, I felt like this spark come up in me, like, why did I not know about this stuff as a teenager? Right. You know, like I'm learning and I'm, whoa, the world is so much bigger than what I had pictured. And the issues are so much greater than I ever knew. And we can be a part of what God is doing in the world, you know, that kind of thought. But It was so interesting because I had really just one conversation the whole time I was there Mm -hmm. along that line. And then, Mm -hmm. yeah, two, two people who had come to, to see me and or like, you know, want to talk about it. And it was just, it was an interesting dynamic Mm -hmm. seeing, Oh, like are, is like social, social justice stuff. Is it just on trend? Is it just like suddenly it, you know, it's in the forefront of the media and then it's, pulled back like you know i don't know like is it just a um like we've had groups of young adults come through city of refuge in the past few years and it's interesting because we'll see um we'll see them out there you know taking pictures with the kids Mm. and Mm. then they turn around and they're on their phone and there's no engagement and they don't know the name of that child and they don't know You know, so I'm like, is social justice now just this like social media Mm. move, move, Mm. (laughs) like just this moment instead of actually making a difference where you walk it out and you see legislation change and you see lives change and you see, you know, and it's the long haul. And I'm just wondering, where's that long haul? (laughs) Is it still there? Are there people still in it for the long haul? Good point. Good point. I think. Yes and yes. Um, mm. the young That's good people, to hear. <laughs> the young people, social media is their, you know, their all, right? Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it's everything to them. And mm. they use it, you know, they do use it for good, you know, to bring about mm-hmm. change. But, you know, mm-hmm. yes, there are some bad in there as well. 
But those of us who are in it for the long haul, we mm-hmm. are seeing we're seeing two things. We're seeing what you're seeing. It mm-hmm. has the movement has changed mm-hmm. in that um, more and more people are learning about it. So it is mm-hmm. not maybe in the forefront as much. That's mm-hmm. that is really my hope as opposed mm-hmm. to falling on deaf ears and people not, you know, yeah. wanting to care. Yeah. But I um, am the chair of a survivor's um, um, nonprofit here in the area mm. and of SHADE, Survivors Healing, Empowered, and Advocating, and Dedicated. E. <laughs> <laughs> that is in there somewhere. <laughs> survivors Healing, Advocating. <laughs> Well, it's okay, dedicated to empowerment. That's what it is. Hi, yes. <laughs> I woke him up with my laugh. Oh, no problem. <laughs> He'll come and, and join us. Um, and they are all thriving survivors who have thankfully been able to move past their experience, right? Mm, and are doing mm. great things in the world. Training people, um, serving as you know, uh, running for for office, mm-hmm. lawyers, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. So, um, the it's it is a long haul in yeah. that it takes time. You yeah. know, it takes time yeah. first of all to get to that point to become a thriving provider who yeah. is able to you know, get past the past, right? Right. Yep. In their mind and and all of that. So I think, um, and I think too, the media um, in its attempt to bring it to light, mm-hmm. that kind of, kind of helped educate a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, so I hear what you're saying. And mm-hmm. yes, don't hear about it. It's not the the buzzword anymore, mm-hmm. you know. But it's still on the forefront, and it's changing every day. Mm-hmm. And like I said, you know, during COVID, it was really hard. It became harder because then you had, particularly from a child standpoint, and even an adult standpoint, you know, victims had to stay at home, you know, sequestered with yeah, their perpetrator. Yeah, seriously. It made. Yeah, it made things really hard, but it made us do things differently too. Yeah, we've changed all of the things. You know, outreach is different now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, really yeah, that now. makes sense. Yeah, it's all it's you know just I guess that each movement kind of goes through those in between seasons too, where they have to transition yeah. and move with the times and figure out what what the new things are. <laughs> I remember John, he's the founder here at Sea Refuge. He he would always say, you know, the more that light comes to the surface, the darker the 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 darker or the deeper the dark stuff has to go to hide. You know, so yeah. you might be able to uh, you know, try it this way and people might be caught doing it this way, but then that's now brought to light. So now somebody's gotta find some other dark way to 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 make that work. So, yeah, I like That's that there's, you, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting you said that. Um, our coming up conference next month is on the complexities mm. of trafficking and 
all of those different spheres. Yeah. And late. Yeah. It's, it is super complex and it, mm -hmm. it is always shifting. It is always looking different. And, yeah. um, so you have also come to Ghana several times and poured out on our ministry here and we are so grateful that you've done Love that. Love you guys. Yeah. What what role has City of Refuge played in your faith and Oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. If you only knew. Um <laughs> I I share it often. I mean even from the fir very first time I came mm. was a faith walk. Um Yeah. You know, I came with Be to Live and mm -hmm. the leadership there, and we were coming. You know, it was kind of like our first trip, so it was our scouting trip, so to speak. Right. And right. just fell in love with mm. the work. Um, then, you know, the times I've come since then, I just knew I was to mm -hmm. come back. Mm -hmm. It's always coming to Quorum for me is always like medicine. Mm. Um, you know, a shot in the arm, just what I need during yeah. those times. And mm. I'm so overdue. I just can't yes, wait. we need to get you back here. <laughs> and, and people are asking me, you know, they because I talk about you guys all mm. the time. Wherever mm. I go, if I, if I speak somewhere, I'm always talking about you guys. And people are asking me, um, how can I? How can I get to come with you? You know, now they've done mm -hmm. that before. And they've they've not come. I've right, come by myself, right. but I'm going to hold these people. <laughs> That's to, right. You're, you said you were going to come. I'm making you come. Exactly. Get ready to buy that ticket. <laughs> right. And that's the, that's the hardest part. Buying the ticket. It's like, yep. Oh, that's the I, big step of faith. You got to put yeah. your money where your mouth is. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And it can be done. It can be done. So yes, hopefully you're going to see me soon. Yes. That's that's what yeah. I'm hoping. Yes. So me how too. do we um, how do we grow a desire in young people for missions? We mm. had um, we had a couple here. I actually interviewed them for the podcast. They they're young, a young married couple. They're in their twenties, and mm. um, they said when they came, <clears throat> uh, they came with Sim. It's a missions organization. They're from Canada. They said that the head of the missions organization wanted to meet with them and was like, we want to know, like, why did you want to come? Because we have no young people who want to come and we want to figure mm. out how mm. do we grow that desire for international missions in mm. today's young people? Um, so what are your ideas? <laughs> wow. That's another loaded question. Um, yeah. <laughs> wow. I think media in pictures mm. mm -hmm. is, is, um, a great key, you know, yeah. a great, a great work and mm -hmm. showing mm -hmm. the, the beauty of all the facets there at Gorm, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. from, from the, the, the school to the orphanage to, you know, everything, mm -hmm. um, showing the little snippets, you know, family life, you know, dinners. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I when know. I, <laughs> when I tell people about dinners, you know, meals mm -hmm. on the long table mm -hmm. under the moon, it reminds mm -hmm. me of the the pictures you see of the, the supper in heaven. I mean, it just yeah. takes oh, me. Oh, that's I, sweet. I was that. 
And, you know, I think depicting, painting the picture, mm-hmm. particularly for young people, because mm-hmm. that's what they're used to, you know, yep. everything. That's how they're visual. connecting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe trying to connect in that way. And that's another one as well. Mm-hmm. I know you guys there have technology, mm-hmm. but maybe forming, you know, tech clubs with mm-hmm. schools, you know, mm-hmm. things like that um, would also help. You can't you can't hang around with you guys so much without wanting to come to visit. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Come. Yeah. That's good. Well, and even music, music, you could do the same. That's with music. true. Yeah. That's yeah. yeah. You've got to use that. some of these some of these passions of our young kids. And yes. the, we, yeah. we've got our first batches of kids that are graduating college. We're like, how can we, you know, use wow. some of their gifts and talents to. Um, yeah, to come back. Yeah, bring to, to bring about that that change. Ripple yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, exactly, exactly. Like I love seeing. Um, uh, oh gosh, he's now playing. I was teaching him piano when I was there last, and now he's playing. You know <laughs> everything on the worship team. You know mm. I love seeing that. There. Yeah, JJ, Michael, yes, the, JJ. the whole crew. Yeah. yeah. They're yeah. all, yeah. yep, really engaged on the worship team. It's pretty sweet seeing our, so cool. yeah, our youth leading us forward. So, yeah. Okay, Benita, we have two closing questions. So the first one is, in the spirit of the in-between, what is one thing that God is teaching you right now? Oh, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Speak of loaded questions, right? <laughs> I would say the patience. Mm, um, yeah. The, the challenge with me right now is the, you know, the patience with my mom and, mm-hmm. you know, because the, the trusting and the faith, that's okay. But yeah. the patience, yeah. which is not, you know, it's never been the easy thing here. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I would say the patience, you know, when. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It's interesting because, you know, God, um, has had to give me a lot of patience in parenting very small ones mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, not so small ones, teenage patients. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so I feel like God constantly, you know, he constantly teaches us these little things and then sometimes we don't need it for a season. And then he's like, let me remind you again about patience. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. <sighs> so funny. Okay. Last question. So what is something that really makes you laugh? (laughs) Well, my children would say that (laughs) my finding what I think are doppelgangers. um, (laughs) No, mom, that person does not look look anything alike. (laughs) So they laugh at me very, and then that gets me laughing. Because yeah. I really believe that person it's looks like, no, like this is it. Exactly. <laughs> the 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 probably the the worst thing is particularly as a music teacher, I'm notorious <laughs> for singing the song. You know, learn the song <laughs> with all the wrong words. I mean, the words <laughs> that I thought I hear. Yeah. But the sad part is, I find out years later. <laughs> oh no! 
Those were never the words. Yeah, you're like, oh. How could I have been singing this song? The same song for all these years. And be singing the wrong words. So that would be my funny. And he's a music teacher, right? Yeah. (laughs) yeah. Might be teaching the kids a few wrong words along the way, but. I, I always go to the lyrics now yeah. because <laughs> let's that's just how make I'm sure out. yeah yes, you're like how... oh no <laughs> that's so funny yeah. oh yes. goodness that's yeah. a good one i like that <laughs> all right benita thank you so much for coming on my podcast and getting time Autumn, to chat this and... so real this is yes i love that we've gotten the chance to talk yes and i got to see chase Yes, Jace. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna let you go, Jace. I'm gonna let you go. <laughs> can I can I give you a couple of um? I don't I don't know where all of your people are who listen. Yes, but can I give you a couple of websites to um, check yes. out? Yes, for sure. So on for the trafficking piece, I would say S F Cat C A C A H T S Yes. Theaht.org. Our upcoming okay. conference, the uh, is going to be virtual. Okay. And oh, cool. So the registration is open, but if they go to the website and look for the conference, is August, August, October fourteenth. <laughs> okay. Um, right around the corner. Pacific Standard Time, like okay. eight to four, something like that. But okay. it's virtual, and log and register, and for um for any people who may be here. In California, particularly in the Fresno area, we are, I am doing a selection process right now of new cohort members. So they okay. can go to, D- listen to him singing, dvuli.org, dvuli, dvuli.org. Okay. And check out uh, the nomination, you know, click on nominations and nominate someone who is a youth minister. In, in youth ministry for at least three years okay. who need some help and we would love to train them and, and get them ready. So that's awesome. Okay. And I'll put that in the show notes too. So people can make Great. sure to get those, get those websites down. Is there Good. any other like uh, way that people can connect with you if they had questions or anything about some of the work that you're doing? Yeah, they can email me. That's okay. probably the best. At- okay. Benita H at dvuli.org. Awesome. Yeah. That is wonderful. Thank you so much. You're welcome. B E after my father Benjamin. My name means blessed. (laughs) Benita means blessed. And I I really feel I'm blessed. I really feel I'm You have lived a very blessed life. (laughs) And I'm blessed to know you and all the people of corn. Yes, thank you. Thank you. We're blessed to know you too, huh? Huh, Jace? You and Auntie Benita. Thank you for listening to the Storied In Between podcast. I would love for you to check out the show notes for this episode, my blog, and more information about this podcast on our website www.thestoriedinbetween.com. You can find this podcast on Instagram and Facebook at the Storied In Between Podcast. 
I look forward to hanging out with you again next week with my friends, Mike and Holly Mills. Let's close with this final quote by Dan Allender. So take seriously the story that God has given you to live. It's time to read your own life because your story is the one that could set us all ablaze.